0: Therapists of Reddit, what was your you-must-be-kidding-me moment? Some of these are gross. Doctor I used to work with told me about a woman who tried to kill herself, so they put her in a safe room. She then proceeded to try an overdose on water, which he told me is possible, but really hard to do. A client was going to probate court and thought he'd dress up by putting a non-slip sock on his collar as a tie. Trying to be supportive, I told him, nice tie. To which he replied, it's not a tie, it's a sock, stupid. One client of mine bites and eats his fingernails. Gross, but not unheard of. Then I learned he stores his fingernails in a box in his room to save them for a snack later. A little grosser, but he's about 9, so I'm hoping he will grow out of it. What finally made me want to vomit was learning that when anyone in his family clips their nails, fingers, or toes, they give him the clippings to add to his box so when he's eating nails from the box, they could belong to his mother, father, or siblings. Yes, I've addressed the parents about enabling this behavior, but it is still happening. Edit, thank you for all your concerns for my client. I'm aware that it seems like pica or some sort of nutrition deficiency, and for all I know, it could be. I'm a behavioral therapist and not qualified to professionally recommend medical treatments to the family. I do know his parents have taken him to several doctors for multiple different tests for disorders, so this could have been addressed and they just chose not to disclose the information to me. I used to work with children that have autism and down syndrome, which means a lot of play therapy. I had my moment when one of my clients wanted to sit on my lap while we practiced reciting animal cards followed with their corresponding noise. Forgot what animal noise I made that made him laugh so much that he ended up peeing on me from the laughter. That night was also date night. Intake Clinician here. What brings you in today? I'm here for adult image addiction. At this point, not the weirdest thing I've heard. Let's go with that. Okay, tell me about it. I watch it three times a week, for 15 minutes or so at a time. My girlfriend said I'm an addict and forced me to come in. I see lots of very extreme cases, but this was so minor that it made me stop for a moment. I sent them to couples counseling. Just today, I conducted a threat assessment on the first grader who told his teacher he wanted to stab himself with a knife and die. Upon further questioning, he revealed that he and dad watched The Walking Dead together, and last time on the show, he saw two people stab themselves to death because, quote, they didn't want to get eaten by the zombies. Why are you even watching that show with a six-year-old? Had a client who he found out was storing his own poop under his bed. He would then eat his poop for a snack. Edit. So I guess I should have added why he did this. First issue, he thought he was an alien, so eating his poop had a few benefits in his mind. First benefit, we could not study his poop. Second benefit, he felt that alien poop had nutrients he could not get from our food. He would eat normal food, but we found out he felt earth food was poison and alien poop fixed that. Third benefit, alien poop is worth a lot of money, so he did not want us to steal it. When we found out what he was doing, I got to inform him that we were taking away his poop. He kicked me. Obligatory not a therapist, but... My hyper-conservative parents sent me to an addiction therapist because they found out I smoked pot occasionally in high school. The therapist they chose was a former White House drug czar, a renowned authority on cocaine addiction and hard drug abuse, and an expert on rehabilitating extreme problem cases. My parents must have spent a fortune and pulled strings to get me an appointment. The first session, he asks me what drugs I use. I told him I smoke pot like once a week and that was it. After a few rounds of, come on, you can trust me, and we can't begin treatment until you admit your problem, he realizes that I really do only smoke pot once in a while and literally says, you've got to be kidding me. Tell your parents you're a normal teenager and you don't need to come back. One that sticks out in my mind was a mother that brought in her 5-year-old for therapy because she was into Disney princesses, which are clearly sexual, and since a 5-year-old is non-sexual, this must clearly mean she's being inappropriately abused by a close family member. I've also worked with countless couples who have come to counseling for adultery, wherein adultery equals adult images. One client even became suicidal because she caught her husband pleasuring himself after not screwing him for months. I know everyone has different values, but come on, y'all. Friendly reminder that if you enjoyed this content, hit subscribe and like the video. It really does help. And also, subscribe to Am I the Jerk, linked in the description below. Thanks for watching, and remember to drink some water too. I was working surveillance one night at a psych ward, keeping a close watch on a mentally ill patient. Right before my shift started, I was briefed that the patient had started eating one of the light bulbs and attacked a nurse. At around 5 a.m., he woke up and saw me sitting there at the end of his bed. I said good morning, and he didn't reply. About 15 minutes of silence went by before he stood up, stared out the window, and said, a person is most vulnerable when taking a crap. I didn't sit back down for the rest of my shift. Social work. Not therapy, but close enough. Me. We need to think of some new ways for you to discipline your daughters other than spanking. Client. But my parents did it to me, and I turned out okay. Me. Stares at this high school dropout drug addict who has spent his entire adult life in and out of jail slash halfway houses, can't get a job, and has had his three kids removed for abuse and neglect. Okay. I actually did successfully turn this around in a gentle way and make him realize he hadn't actually, quote, turned out okay. I had a client, an older female refugee that I worked with for several months before she told me that she had court the next week and was worried because she could be deported if found guilty. She didn't tell me earlier because she was ashamed and suffered in silence. She was living with extended family and the family got busted for smuggling and selling kat, a stimulant narcotic. The family determined that she would take the fall for her husband and sons who were behind the operation. At the arrest... The police brought an interpreter for a different language from a different ethnic group in a different country than the client was from. On top of that, she said the police didn't have an interpreter present during the questioning at the station, and she waited there for almost two days until they found an interpreter for her language. I asked her if she understood what was happening, and she said her lawyer, public defendant she met once, told her she would be deported. Beyond that, she had no understanding of the situation, process, etc. I had seen her psych evaluation stating that she had the cognitive equivalent of a 7-year-old. So I told her that we have information that could help her case and that her lawyer should see it as soon as possible. This was on a Friday. Court was on Wednesday and the client didn't know the name or any information about her public defender. We got a friend to help her collect the information. The client brought it to me on Monday, signed the ORI, lawyer called me back that afternoon saying they've got nothing to help this poor woman even though the case seems appropriately set up. I told the lawyer that we've got a whole bunch of insight and data and records that would get the charges dropped. I didn't work Tuesdays and was going nuts worrying and hoping everything would get to where it needs to and in the hands of the people who need to see it. On Wednesday, news from court comes that all charges were dropped. I used to get all kinds of things sprung on me at the last minute, then have to perform all kinds of bureaucratic trapeze maneuvers to alter the outcome of high-stakes situations. I wrote so many, many letters. I was hired to be a mental health provider, but I ended up doing tons of case management because nobody else wanted to. Have a masters in clinical psychology and currently working towards my doctorate. I laughed reading this question because I feel like I have at least one of those moments per day at my clinic rotations, regardless of type of setting. One that stood out the most was when I was working a camp for children with various psychological disorders, most with some sort of behavioral concerns. The girl I was paired with had a history of aggressive and violent tendencies. We went the whole day without any problems. That was, until we were doing some group physical activity to wind down and focus before leaving for the day. She didn't like that this meant no longer playing with a certain toy, so she took off her shoe and threw it at the little boy in front of her. He had autism and immediately started crying and screaming. While someone helped him, I turned to the girl to explain to her what she did was wrong. As I turned towards her, she punched me square in the face then grabbed a hold of my hair. Managed to pull out a good chunk. I'm about 5'1", and this girl was maybe 1 or 2 inches shorter than me and had about 20 pounds on me despite being 9 years old. Trying to get a safe physical restraint was difficult and comical to say the least. Finally got some help from other staff and we were able to calm her down after about 15 minutes. The kicker was, when we told her mom what happened, she basically dismissed the entire thing and laughed about it. So frustrating, because you know this kind of thing is reinforced at home as there is no punishment. The girl then starts hitting her mom, who grabs and holds down her arms. The little girl laughs, looks at me, and the other staff member, and says, Ugh, a little help over here? Are you going to let her do this to me? She's hurting my arm. I went home and did this weird laugh slash cry for a few hours. Luckily, you learn pretty quickly not to take things personally and move on, so things were back to normal the next day. I do occasionally look back at that day just baffled at how quickly that whole situation escalated. Most of the other moments that come to mind involve poop in some capacity. I work in a community residence for adults with mental illness. Most of them are very capable and independent. One girl, 27 years old, constantly acts really dumb for sympathy and will do dumb things because she can, I guess. First week she was admitted, she tripped on something getting out of bed. She's five foot one and like two hundred pounds, and she fell on her foot and broke some of the small bones in the foot. I take her to get her cast, and she gets the usual don't get the cast wet, use her crutches, elevate, blah blah blah. Since her bedroom was on the second floor, we had to send her back to her mother's house for a few weeks since she would not be able to exit the building in time in case of emergency. Well, Five days later, the shoe-slash-boot thingy to put over your cast comes in, and we call her up, saying we'll bring it over. Her response? Well, I don't think it'll fit. Why not, we ask. Because I cut my cast off, I got it wet, and it was too tight. They didn't give her a second cast, and she never used her crutches, claiming they were unstable and she would fall and get hurt if she used them. Her foot never healed properly, and two months later, she fell and broke it again.
1: Butcher Box is 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, all humanely raised with no antibiotics or added hormones. And all of that delivered straight to your door with free shipping, always. Imagine always having high-quality cuts in your freezer ready to go with no trips to the grocery store or planning out availability and knowing that it's food you can trust. There are curated to customized box plans at incredible value. Saving money at a grocery store is getting more and more difficult, especially when you're trying to get consistently high-quality meat. Sign up at ButcherBox.com and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash jerk and use code jerk to choose your free for a year offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order.
0: Edit, since you all have questions. She didn't get a second cast because A, she would have to pay for it herself and she didn't have the money. And B, doctors did not want to give her another plaster cast, fearing she would just cut that off too. Other options for a cast, insurance wouldn't cover. Number 2. Yes, being 5'1 and 200 pounds is severely overweight. Many times, people with mental health issues come from low-income backgrounds. Often, people with mental illness are overweight due to lack of good health care and know-how to lose weight themselves. Number 3. I can tell she acts stupid on purpose for several reasons. Mostly that when she thinks we're not watching, she slips up and behaves normally and makes actual intelligent decisions. Also. She's told us she thinks guys like her more if she's stupid and she gets lots of sympathy from people for how stupid she is. Number 4. To the person who said she might likely lose the foot, she's told us she wants her foot amputated because then it wouldn't hurt so much. Logic. My client told me his family didn't appreciate his interest in guns, to which he proceeded to tell me he is always carrying. He then places his gun on the table in front of me and asked if it made me nervous. It did but we focused more about why he wanted to know if I was nervous and I brought it back around to his family. From then on, I made sure to always have access to a door and never put the client between the door and myself again, just to be safe. This recently happened to me. I have a client who is a daily methadone doser. During our last session, he complained of sleep issues. Delving into this new issue, he described his solution to me. He saves his spit in a jar to drink at night when he is unable to sleep. Saves his spit in a jar to drink later. I'm a therapist and have a few of these stories, but this story was actually told to me by a therapist friend of mine. He said that he was working in a mental hospital a few years ago, and he and other staff had heard a loud scream from down the hall. They ran to go check it out and got to a patient's room to see blood all over his face and hand, and realized he had torn his own eyeball out. They tried to diffuse the situation and start looking around for the eyeball. They couldn't find it. He had eaten his own eyeball. Edit, I don't know the reason the patient gave for eating and or removing his eye, but I will say it takes a pretty severe level of psychosis for a person to be able to do this. Honestly, he was probably more concerned about the quote reason he needed to take his eye out than he was with the pain of it. I can't imagine the emotional pain he must have been going through to be able to get to this point. Worked one summer at a summer school for special needs children about 2 years ago when I was 14. I was just a teacher's aide, so most of what I was doing was playing with the lower maintenance children and just running errands for the teachers. One morning, I was helping the kids put their stuff into their cubbies and one of the kids was just standing in front of his, staring at me with his lunch bag in his hands. This was one of the more violent kids who would act up at the slightest of breezes. He was about 11 or 12 and had severe autism. I asked him if he needed help putting his stuff away and he replied with only some mumbling. I asked him to speak clearly and he said, I'm going to hurt you. I was really confused and asked him to repeat what he said. He then screamed at the top of his lungs, I'm going to hurt you and swung his lunchbox straight for my head. Luckily, I kind of expected this thing to happen, so I was ready to duck, and he missed. I was not allowed to even touch any of the students because I was not trained to restrain them, so until the teachers got him under control, all I could do was run around the classroom as he chased me. Once the teachers restrained him, he was under control within about 10 or 15 minutes. When the teacher asked him why he did what he did, he said that he was angry because his dad didn't bring him to Denny's that morning. I was assaulted because a kid didn't get to go to Denny's. Quite common, actually. Anything outside the normal routine, and they have a meltdown. My son is autistic, and when he was younger, he'd have an absolute meltdown when the seasons changed. For the winter months, he'd obviously put on his winter jacket, hat, and gloves. Once spring came, I gave him a light coat one morning, and he fell to the ground crying and screaming because he thought he wasn't going to school. Tough days, let me tell you. Thankfully, he has amazing teachers and support, and my biggest problem now is, he takes his socks off at night and throws them on the side of his huge bunk bed that I can't move. So, typical annoying kid stuff now. Forensic therapist here. I work with paroled sex offenders. One time, a guy I worked with urinated on my coworker's car in broad daylight. She was in the car. He made eye contact with her while he was doing it. His PO picked him up from group 20 minutes later. He's currently having a little vacation at a state facility. When I worked in bereavement, a client of mine used the term quote, skid marks when discussing the accident. For some reason, there and then, the expression just caught me off guard. I joined the dots, and the corners of my mouth started to rise. In actuality, this may have only lasted a moment, but it felt like minutes, all the while I was drawing blood as I chewed down on the insides of my cheeks. I felt like the worst human being alive was running an addiction treatment group. Some of the participants were referred by the court, usually for a DUI. The referral conditions were simple. If they finished treatment, they would not serve time in jail for the DUI. One of these court-referred DUI participants ran a limo service and showed up to group with a tablet and cell phone. He spread things out and proceeded to treat the space as his personal office. I intervened, explaining he would not be able to conduct business while participating in the group. He gave me a look that would have killed an ordinary person, said it was a busy time of year and he really needed to stay in touch with his drivers. I told him I understood, but he still needed to put the stuff away and pay attention. Lots of eye rolling, I can't believe this lady, and he still kept checking his phone and getting up to go outside and take calls. During the break, I told him his behavior was disruptive and he would have to leave. This seemed to make him happy, until I added I will be telling the judge he did not complete treatment. For the first time, he seemed to slowly realize he was there for a reason and might actually end up in jail because of his behavior. He apologized and asked to stay, and he settled down after that. Had a patient who swallowed things as a self-injuring behavior, this individual would swallow anything metal and pointy, usually as a way of getting into the hospital or to stay in the hospital. At one point, they wanted to get surgeries or procedures to have the objects removed, but they didn't actually want to die. One instance where they almost died after ingesting a series of closed safety pins that ended up opening inside their stomach stopped them from eating things that wouldn't pass. Anyway, so this person was upset that they were getting discharged as they wanted to stay until the beginning of the month. Hate to say it, but it's not uncommon to see people come in because they are out of benefits for the month. The usual complaints of wanting to die weren't working because we know this person doesn't actually want to die. So they went and swallowed the iron from the Monopoly game. It didn't work. We still discharged them. But ever since then, we haven't been allowed to have board games on the unit without staff supervision. Had a client who was told he absolutely had to start losing weight else he would become troublingly diabetic and begin losing appendages. He didn't put much effort in, eventually having his foot amputated. Time after time I saw him, I had to explain that having a foot amputated did not count as half a stone towards his weight loss targets. He was genuinely mortified. Had a patient once with auditory hallucinations, they suddenly decided I was, quote, the voice, and they had to do whatever I said. So, I encouraged them to do positive things for others, and always be nice to their mother. You know, now I actually am curious, if there's anybody listening to these videos out there with schizophrenia, how does that affect you? Did the voices affect you in a positive way? Do they tell you to do positive things? Or are these hallucinations always negative? Let me know in the comments. I was working with a woman who had struggled with alcohol throughout her life and during her pregnancies. She denied drinking while pregnant, but two of her children were born with fetal alcohol syndrome. She was seeing me in session to process her reaction to receiving letters from her children that basically called her out for being a bad mom and saddling them with the disease because she drank. She was really defensive and said, I don't know why they're mad at me, because everyone knows you get fetal alcohol syndrome from the dad. Not sure if deflecting or just that uninformed. It was pretty memorable when a histrionic patient leapt onto my desk so I could better appreciate her new sneakers. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.